Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast weekly sermon podcast. Due to the coronavirus crisis, we're holding church services online until further notice, and we encourage you to join us. Tune in on Sundays at one of our four online broadcast times, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., or 8 p.m. For info and updates, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at New Life SoCo and visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's an encouraging word. I want to encourage you guys to uh, get your Bibles. We're going to go to God's Word. We're going to believe that He has a word for us this post-Easter Sunday. My friends, Easter was only the beginning. You know, the whole point of Jesus dying on the cross and resurrected was to bring about the new normal that now the death has been defeated, sin has been overcome. Now we have direct access to God through His Spirit. And so we're going to begin today a new series titled Spirit-Filled Life. It was the life that Jesus intended for all those who follow him to have, to live. And Jesus modeled that life by the way he lived on earth. And so we're going to be in the book of Acts for the next few weeks, which I'm going to encourage you guys to read the book of Acts. Let's see what the Spirit of God does when we allow him to have his way in our lives. And so we're going to begin in Acts chapter 1 today. Uh, our, our reading is going to start right from the right from the first verse in the book of Acts. You know, the book of Acts is basically the, the acts of the Holy Spirit through people, regular people like you and I who have allowed the Spirit of God to have His way. And it starts this way. It says, in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. So this book is written by uh, a man named Luke, who was an historian and also a physician. He had written the Gospel of Luke, an investigation into the life of Jesus and his uh, ministry. And now he's doing a follow-up book to say, okay, now this is what happened after Jesus was resurrected from the grave. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. And so Jesus appeared to his disciples for a period of 40 days after his resurrection, like fully alive, showing them that he had conquered death and that now he was preparing them to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we have uh, documents that prove that over 500 people was able to see Jesus after his resurrection. How powerful is that, that Jesus was making sure that people knew that he was alive and well, and now he was preparing them for what was to come, which is the Holy Spirit. So verse four says, once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Remember, the baptism of water is the cleansing from the past and from our sins. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what empowers you now to live the gospel-filled life that God has intended for all the believers. And then verse six says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, 
and to the ends of the earth. And so Jesus stays around to encourage them to stick around because the Holy Spirit was going to come now and live inside every single one of the believers back then and all the believers who are putting their faith in Jesus today. And so my friends, Easter was just the beginning. You know, it was never meant to just be a holiday that we celebrate one day a, a year, but it was supposed to be the beginning of a new journey, of a new normal, of how we're going to live our lives going forward as God's people, as the ones that he's called to have a relationship with him. Jesus intended for all believers to live now the spirit-filled life. The same life that Jesus lived on earth for 33 years, he's saying now that same spirit that was in me, empowering me to preach, empowering me to to, to heal people, to restore lives. Now, that same spirit is going to empower you to do the same work that I was doing. That's what he was saying. Like, I have to go so the spirit can come. And that's why he says you can do greater things because he's saying like, now the spirit in you is going to be all over the world because I am going to be with you guys every step of the way. How awesome is that? How powerful is that? That we can live this empowered life by the spirit of God. Now, my friends, I think this is so critical that we're talking about this in the middle of this crisis because I think that this is what's going to separate a follower of Jesus from someone who just consumes religion, okay? Now, what do I mean by that? I think a lot of, right now, it's really exposing us to say, okay, who, what do I truly believe and who am I? Because if I can't go to a building on a Sunday to consume some kind of religious content, what am I doing with the rest of my life? right? Because God never intended for us to be a group of people who go to a building on a Sunday and then go back to our regular lives. I think God intended for us to be filled with his spirit so we may live every single day by the power of his spirit in tune with what he wants to do in and through our lives. And so listen, I believe this is a time for all of us to check and see who am I is this thing real? Was I just consuming some religious things? Or am I taking ownership of my faith? Because my soul is my responsibility. When you are empowered by God's spirit, you become a true servant of the Lord. Not just looking to be served, not just looking to consume, but you're looking to be a contributor, right? And all of us can contribute when the spirit of God comes upon us because the spirit of God empowers you to be now a servant. It empowers you to serve people. It empowers you to pray. It empowers you to worship on your own. It empowers you to tell others about the goodness of God's grace. It empowers you to fulfill the ministry that God has put inside every single one of us. In other words, every one of us can continue the work that Jesus began on earth when he walked the earth over 2,000 years ago. You know, when Jesus first started his, his earthly ministry, he quoted from the book of Isaiah chapter 61, he went into the temple and, and he read from Isaiah 61 these words uh, in Luke chapter four. Again, Luke, who was investigating the life of Jesus said, this is what Jesus read the day that he proclaimed his first, his public ministry. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's how Jesus introduced his earthly ministry. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And now he's saying the spirit of the Lord is going to be upon you to do exactly the same exact things that Jesus did. The spirit of the Lord comes to empower us now to bring good news. 
right? It empowers us to set captives free, to be released, for the blind to see, not just physically, but also spiritually, for the oppressed to be set free, that the Lord's time has come on earth. My friends, this is why this is such a powerful thing. This is why Jesus was saying, remain in Jerusalem until the power of the Spirit of God comes upon you. And I will tell you right now, we are being called to stay at home. So I'm telling you, take what people are saying, stay at home. But I want you to connect that with what God's saying. God was saying to them, stay at home until the Holy Spirit comes. Like Jerusalem was home for them, right? And so we're exactly where you are right now. God's like, stay there and be filled with my spirit so that you can be empowered to live the life I've called you to live and to go be who I've called you to be. So in Acts wait, eight, chapter eight, right? Jesus says this. He says, you will receive power, right? The word power there in the Greek is the word dunamis. The word dunamis is where we get the word dynamite from. In other words, Jesus is saying like, you're going to receive an explosion of life upon you when the spirit of God comes upon you. And anyone who has experienced the spirit of God knows exactly what I'm talking about, right? There's this newness of life that comes upon you. It refleshes you. It empowers you. It replenishes you. It motivates you. It inspires you. It challenges you. It breaks you. It molds you. Like he breaks things off of you. It clears your mind and your heart and your spirit. It gives you a newness of life. Like you just want to be excited about things of God. It makes you want to read the Bible. It makes you want to pray. It makes you want to lay hands on people. It makes you want to believe that God is real, that God is for you, and God wants to bless you and He wants to bless those around you. That is the explosion of life that comes upon those who receive the Spirit. That's what happened to the first disciples. My friends, they were regular people, just like you and I. But when this power of God came upon them, they were bold enough to go out there and proclaim the good news of Jesus, despite the fact that they knew they were going to be uh, persecuted and people were going to get on them and try to arrest them. Man, in, this, in the midst of all of the crisis, we can have this power. We can have the fullness of God's will upon our lives. Listen, I pray we understand this, my friends. The Spirit of God does not come to give you goosebumps. Okay, a lot of times in church, I think we just want a little fix, right? And I think that's, that's, that's a problem because that's not, the, that's not the goal of the Holy Spirit. I just want to feel better. And listen, I believe the Spirit of God comes and it makes you feel better. It breaks things off of you, but it's, that's not the final point. The final point is that you would become a witness of His goodness, of His grace, and what He wants to do on earth. In other words, you become a witness of what He, what he means to live the new normal. Right? What does a witness do? Right? When you call someone to the witness stand, you're calling that person to share his or her experience. Right? What they saw, what they heard, right? And what, what it felt like. Right? They, they just, they, their job is to just witness about what they experienced. And that's what Jesus is saying. Listen, when I empower you, I'm calling you to be my witness. I'm calling you to tell people what you've heard, what you've felt, what you've experienced. So in other words, if you have embraced Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, now you have the power to tell others about this goodness, about his grace, about the redemption that he has created inside of you. You can say, man, I was depressed and now I'm free. I was lonely, but now I'm in a family. I was broken and I was putting me together. Like all of us have a witness story of Jesus, that what he's done in our lives. And that's what Jesus is saying. A real encounter with his spirit makes you now a powerful witness of his grace, of his goodness, of his kingdom on earth. So I'm praying that we come back from this crisis 
empowered by God's Spirit. I'm praying we come back from this crisis stronger than ever. I'm praying we come back from this crisis with the mindset that all things are possible. I'm praying we come back from this crisis no longer consumers, but contributors. I'm praying we come back from this crisis with the determination to put God first. I'm praying we come back from this crisis with the mindset that I will not live my life just being a nominal Christian, just being a traditional Christian, but I want to be a spirit-filled person. I want the power of God to be on my life. I want it to be on my, on my words. I want it to be on my eyes. I want it to be on my decisions. I want it to be in my ears. I want the power of God to be manifested in me and through me. And we don't have to wait for this crisis to be over. Exactly where you are. Listen, my action steps today are very simple. Number one, begin to pray exactly where you are and ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you in a fresh way. Maybe you've never activated the Spirit of God in your life. This is the time to do it. Or maybe you have, but you've been away. You kind of drifted and you, you kind of just been in a fog. Listen, it says be continuously filled with the Spirit. And so we need to make room at home to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fill my heart. Come fill my mind. Come fill my space. I want you to overwhelm my life. I want that power, Lord. I want to receive the power of your spirit. I want to be that witness that you talk about. I don't want to just read the Bible. I want the Bible to come to life in my life, in my, in my family, in my children, in my marriage, in my finances, in my parenting. But above all, I want to be a witness to what you are doing on this earth. And number two, I want all of us to go on this journey to read the book of Acts together. Next few weeks, we're going to take uh, these, these stories from the book of Acts and show you how they are relevant to us today. So begin to read the book of Acts and see how the, the power of the Holy Spirit transformed just regular everyday human beings, just like you and I. But by the power of God's Spirit, they were able to see way more than we could ever see on our own strength. And lastly, number three is be a witness to those around you. Don't just be a nominal Christian. Don't just be a consumer. Don't just be someone on the outside looking in. Be a witness. Listen, take advantage of this moment and, 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 and take whatever God has trusted you with and, and show the world that there is a good God. Listen, your social media posts, your conversations, everything about you needs to be a witness of who God is and how good he is to you. Refuse to be a victim to your circumstances. Be a victor. Rise above all the challenges because the Spirit of God is with you and upon you. Maybe you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you something. That is your action step. The Holy Spirit only comes upon those who repent of their sins and trust in Jesus as the Savior of their lives. And so for some of you, your action step is right now. Pray this prayer with me. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he will come into your life and empower you to live now this resurrected life that he came to give all of us. Easter was only the beginning. And listen, the new normal is now. It's how we live every day. Easter is only real if right now there's power in your life. If, if, it's not, if it's not in your life, then all it was, it was a tradition. It was just a religious thing, but it's life and life more abundant. So take a moment exactly where you are right now. I encourage you to do something bold from where you are. Lift your hand and say, that's me. I want the spirit of God. I want forgiveness of sin. I want Jesus to come into my life and birth a new normal in me. 
Listen, pray with me because I believe right now the Spirit of God is already working in you. He's already calling on you. So let's pray together. Would you say this prayer with me? But you got to believe it. Just say, Father, I heard you and I'm ready to receive Jesus into my life as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to live the resurrected life. I want him to break the chains of addiction and, and, and defeat away from me and give me new life by his Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here to, to fill me, to empower me, that I may live according to your will. May I be your witness on this earth of how good you are. I trust you, Lord, for the rest of my life. And I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.